Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Thank you, everybody. It's great to see so many lovely people here on a wet day. Everyone wants to be like the cat in the hat on a wet, wet, wet day, stay at home and play with thing one and thing two, don't they, John? Thank you, band. You are awesome people playing awesome instruments awesomely. Um, and uh, bring back the hymnals is what I say. You know, a, a solid a book in front of you with, a, with the words in it, not relying on all this stuff. Has anyone got an overhead projector in their boot? <laughs> Use that for next week. Hey, I'm reading from John chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. There was a man named Nicodemus, his wife called him Nico, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee, as far as I can see. And after dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nico? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and of the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants. Just as you can hear the wind, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. And uh, let's just pray and ask God to speak to us, each of us. Heavenly Father, just open up my heart. Each of us opens up our hearts to you. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to me, Lord, today. Let me hear your voice. Let me take away from this meeting, Lord, what you want me to hear in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So Nico was a, uh, one of the top sort of uh, Jewish public servants. He's in the JPS. And he wasn't JPS level 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 or 6. He wasn't even in biblical level 1 or 2. He was in the uh, SAS. He was in the special ancestral service. Level 3. Making the big bucks. And they would get together with his, with his guys and they'd have these meetings, important meetings with important people talking about important things that were interrupted by these rude people who came and said things like, uh, Jesus has uh, just healed someone who's born blind. Did you hear that Jesus has uh, uh, fed the 5,000 people? Actually, it was 5,000 men plus their wives and children, which is probably closer to 10 or more. And then Nico found that he got a little bit disturbed by this. But rather than say anything to his friends or say anything publicly, he went to Jesus privately in the dark at night because he wanted anonymity. Say that three times really quickly. He wanted to be anonymous. And that's one of the reasons we have a live stream is because we know that there are still people today high up in the SAS, who, S-E-S, who want a bit of anonymity and they want to check Jesus out. Maybe you're one of those people today here snuck in. You're welcome. 
And uh, those guys were so taken with so many things, so many important things. The, uh, there were about 600 rules when you add them all together in the Old Testament or laws, apart from the Ten Commandments. But the, the Pharisees had an oral tradition called the Mishnah. And the Mishnah was an additional bunch of laws that surrounded the 613 laws, written laws. And the role of the Mishnah was to protect the laws. It was like a boundary that would protect people from straying close to where they might accidentally break a law. So, for example, uh, you know, the law was you shall not do any work on the Sabbath. So the Sabbath started at sunset one day and went to sunset the next day. And so they might make a law that said, okay, well, we're not supposed to work from when the moment the sun sets. But look, the sun hasn't set yet, but it's moving towards, it's nearly setting. So let's make a law that people have to stop working a bit earlier than usual. They've just made up their own rules. And they get, get angry at people. Hey, you're, you're breaking that rule that we made. It's not written anywhere, but it's just a rule that we made. And, and Nico is one of these people who's surrounded by all these rules because they believe that by keeping everything rules, they're so worried about what they shouldn't do and that if they just didn't do all these things and they did some certain things, that they'd be good people. But Jesus was shaking up the boat and Nico came to him and said, we all know that no one can do these miracles if they're, that you're doing unless God's with him. You know, that was his introduction. And, and, you know, I don't know about public servants in Canberra. I'm sure they really don't use long sentences. They're just very brief and to the point, And the meetings just go for three minutes at a time. But I can imagine that he, he started his introduction. We know that God blesses you and that you cannot do these miracles apart from the fact that God is with you. And just as he took another breath, Jesus dived in there. Because how many know that sometimes you have to dive in when someone's just taking a breath? Especially when they're a public servant. You've got to get in there. Otherwise, they keep going. And this beautiful introduction, Jesus slams him and says, doesn't say, thanks, great, that, you know, that's good, I agree. Yeah. He just goes, you must be born again. And Nico is a bit taken by that. I, I don't understand. Jesus says, you must be born of water and of the Spirit. If you want to see the kingdom of God, it's not about all these rules you guys are doing. It's not about that. That's not going to get you to see the kingdom of God. You've got to be born again. And, G and Nico says, uh, uh, what are you saying? I have to get back in the womb and be born again. And Jesus says, you're, you're, one of the, you're not just one of the top SAS guys. You're a teacher. You teach people. You run seminars in the public service for this. The JPS level ones and twos have to listen to your teaching. You don't know this. This is the most basic thing. And we're doing a series on TripAdvisor, and the Bible is our TripAdvisor. And if you, if you want to know what the one basic message of the Bible is, it's this. You must be born again. Because it's one thing to be born of water, but you also must be born of the Spirit. And that word Spirit in the Bible can be translated wind. 
You've got to be, you've got to respond to the wind of the Spirit. It blows all over the place. Are you, are your sails up? Are you catching the wind? Nico. Now, Jesus slams him pretty hard. And he's saying, just like you were born and your life started and your eyes opened, you started to see things and your ears opened, you started to hear things and you started to feel things with your body and you started to feel hot sometimes, cold sometimes. Just like you started to move and interact with the world as a flesh-dwelling person, you also need to have that same experience in the spiritual dimension. Jesus wasn't talking about a physical birth. He was talking about a spiritual experience, a spiritual birth. You need to have your eyes of your spirit opened. You need to have the ears of your spirit open. You need to be able to sense things in the spirit, the heat, the hot and the cold. You need to be able to interact with the spiritual dimension. You need to be able to speak into the spiritual dimension. And some people might say, oh, yeah, non-Christians, they're, they're spiritual too. It's not just Christians that are spiritual. That's true. But the, the spirit that Jesus is talking about is the Holy Spirit. It's our relationship with the Father. It's our relationship with the living God. And when, until you, we have a relationship with the living God, our Father, who art in heaven, we're not... Our spirits remain deflated. They're, they're attached to whatever other little spirits around in the world at the time. And there are plenty of those. Even in a wealthy city like Canberra where we, we can uh, buy whatever we want whenever we want. There's a spiritual dimension that, that influences us. And uh, Jesus is saying, yeah, you need to be born out into the dimension where God lives. Your father... Nicodemus wanted an anonymity. He also wanted accessibility. He didn't want to be asking Jesus these personal questions when there's a whole crowd around. He wanted to come at night. It was just him and Jesus. And I don't think, even though Jesus slammed him in the eyes with this comment that had nothing to do with what he had started his introduction to say to Jesus, he probably had a whole speech memorized and Jesus just, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you must be born again. I'll just interrupt you right there. I think Jesus liked him. I think Jesus liked him. I think Jesus loved him. And one of the reasons we, that I think Jesus loved him is because when you go to Matthew 7 and 8, Matthew 7 verses 7 and 8, it says this, Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. I think Jesus would have loved to have all the SAS there. The special ancestral service who are so expert in ancestral law. He would have loved them to have them all there asking him questions. But one came. One. Stepped out of the bubble and said, oh, can I just ask you a few things? Can I talk to you privately? My, I'm a bit shaken up on the inside. We can be super, super high up in our careers and our jobs, we're super hyper-educated, and yet be missing out on the one key thing 
that makes all of our trip make success, be, make sense. And if there's one thing you have to do when you take a trip, is that you have to leave where you are. And Jesus was saying, this is the whole point, Nicodemus, you've, been, you've missed the point of the Old Testament. It's all about something happening in your spirit and leaving behind the flesh and going for putting the spirit, a spiritual experience with God. But I'm really, really happy that you're here. Nico was asking, he was seeking, and he was knocking. And I think those three things always lead us towards Jesus. Those three things, asking, seeking, and knocking, are the three reasons, they're the three planks of my faith in Christ. And let me explain that. First of all, what are we ask, what's asking? Well, asking is where we dare to ask the living God for some evidence, for some real change, for something that happened in reality. So we are asking God to do something. And Jesus says, yeah, ask, you shall receive. And it's been my experience, one of the reasons I'm a follower of Christ, is that when I ask God for things, something happens. Because I'm not asking, oh, God, if you're real, just do that. No, I'm, I'm saying, God, are you there? Can you help me? Can you do this? Can you show me? And I, and I remember even as a 9 or 10-year-old, when we, the three of us as kids, I was the oldest boy, oldest child, was separated from my parents, went and we were in childcare for two weeks or something. It was the worst time of my life. Anyway, long story. But some, some, at some point we were so disoriented and I was so lonely and so on. I went into a bathroom and I just called out to God. I was nine or ten. God, help us. My brother and sister are crying all the time. Where's mama's dad? I haven't seen them. You know, didn't know what was going on. And then I felt God's presence. I can still remember in that moment, in that bathroom of that place. Why? Because when you ask, you shall receive. And it might not be exactly what, you're, what you expect or what you want. But God, Jesus promises, if you ask me with an open heart, humbly asking, exploring the universe for me, I will answer you and you will receive. Even just this, and this is not just one thing you do when you first start following Jesus. We should be asking God every day, asking God for some wisdom. How do I do this, God, at work? How do I treat my family? How do I treat my, my spouse? How do I treat my parents or my, my siblings or whoever, the neighbors, the being, whatever? Help me, God. I ask you to change something. And right now, you might be someone and you haven't asked God for things before or you haven't asked him for a while. Well, ask God and you shall receive. And one of the reasons I'm a believer is because I've had answer after answer. I've received, I've received, I've received, I've received, I've received. It's not just something that I'm, some philosophy in my mind. It's not some, just something that we, we believe because it makes sense. That's another reason. In fact, let's have a look at this. Um, by the way, Smith Wigglesworth, who was one of the greatest uh, giants of faith, who saw incredible healings and miracles, he says that he learnt faith when he was a young boy and he would go out, uh, in primary school age boy, go out and he'd go looking for bird nests in a forest. And he just would ask God for another bird nest. I don't know what he's looking for bird nests for. I think it was something to do with collecting eggs or something. Or maybe he caught birds and sold them. I don't know. But he was looking for bird nests, and every time he went out, he'd say, God, I'm looking for a bird nest. Show me where a bird nest is. And he had an expectation that he would find one. 
because he trusted God. And he'd, have, he'd ask and he knew that he was going to receive and he was confident. And that sums up faith. And we get faith from asking God. Hello. Never give up. The second thing, seeking. And, and Nicodemus was asking too. He'd seen the reality of miracles. So he knew that, that Jesus could ask and receive. Secondly, seeking. What are we seeking? We're seeking the truth. Nicodemus wanted to know the truth. Do you want to know the truth? Have you, have you gone out searching for the truth? I know there are some Christians, particularly we find when uh, young people leave youth and they go to university and suddenly are met with a whole lot of people who say that is not the truth and they, and they haven't got hold of the truth yet and their faith is attacked. But I, one of the reasons I'm a Christian is because I'm convinced that Jesus is true. He's a historical figure. He died and he rose again. And he turned the world upside down. And if you're one of those people who needs to know, it doesn't, I, I need to know the truth. Is it really real? Then Jesus says, well, seek the truth with an open mind and you will come to him. You will come to the truth. Uh, and if you want more on that, there's a, there's a, a police officer, American LA detective. And he's got a website called Cold Case Christianity. And it, he specializes, his, his ministry is towards people who have those sorts of questions. And he shows how applying the very same principles to the death and resurrection, the life, death and resurrection of Jesus, as he does to cold case murders, then it all stacks up to a watertight court case. The, the, the witness statements, the impossibility of a conspiracy, the uh, chain of custody of the word of God that was originally written just within 30 or 40 years of Jesus' ministry on earth. I mean, I have been married, so have you actually, 35 years now. <laughs> We're both at the same. Yeah. And um, if I was to write down about the history of my courtship, and our, our uh, relationship, I'd have a good memory of it. That's the same deal for the disciples. I wrote that. Anyway, this guy, his, name is, his last name is Wallace, Warner Wallace. Um, you can, he does a whole lot of YouTube clips about, oh, what about this question? What about that? And he shows how Jesus is completely different to a whole lot of other mythical people because people just want to chuck Jesus in the myth basket sometimes. And he says, no, he's he's, there's a whole lot of substantiation of the gospel stories from other sources that are not even Christian. And he goes through it all. And if you're that sort of person, well, I'm telling you that seeking the truth will get you to Jesus as much as asking for God to prove himself to you. You know, we have people in our church who just sat on their bed because you can get an experience of God here, the wind of the Holy Spirit at church, but you can also get him at home by yourself or out on a walk by yourself or sitting at your desk at work. You just say, God, show me yourself. Show me yourself. And that asking will lead you to Jesus and the seeking of the truth will lead you to Jesus and the knocking, the knocking, ask, seek and knock. Knocking is all about our Search for meaning, our search for purpose. 
what is this all about? But people are born and, and from a very young age say, well, well, who made this? Who made me? Where are we all come from? What are we all doing here? What's happening? What is the meaning of my life? What is the purpose of my life? And Jesus said, you keep knocking on that and you will also find me. You'll also find me if you keep knocking on that. I don't know how many of people have heard of Jordan Peterson, who's a Canadian psychologist who teaches at a, he lectures at a Canadian university. Well, he's been searching uh, for truth, but he's also been searching for meaning, for the best stories. What defines our culture? What defines human history? Where, where are we going? What is the meaning of life? And he's, it's fascinating to follow him over YouTube for the last couple of years because he's getting closer and closer to becoming a Christian. He's, for the last few years, he's been lecturing on the Bible and he's been saying, well, this is the best story. This is the ultimate of what the Western civilization is built on, is that these stories. And this person, Jesus Christ, which he had thought was a myth up till now, he's the best example of what it is to be the ultimate human being. A loving, all-powerful person who lays down his life he says there is no other story of a a a being like that in any culture in any civilization and so he is coming to Jesus through this means and just in the last week I've seen videos with him weeping as he's been saying up until now it's just been a meaningful story to me. It's given my life meaning. Reading the Bible has given my life meaning. But I've had dreams where I have now, I've had dreams, I've had real experiences where I've met Jesus in my dreams. And I'm terrified because as I'm seeking the truth, I'm starting to think it's not just a myth. Because when you ask, when you ask, when you seek, when you knock, those three things converge at a point where the Holy Spirit blows over your life. It starts to blow and the wind of God starts to move. And Jesus says, you know, Nicodemus, that, that's what life's all about. You've got to, you've got to seek and ask. And knock. You're doing that. It's fantastic. And just like Jordan Peterson is getting very close to being born again, we read on in the book of John about chapter 7. We hear the Pharisees, those top-level guys are having a discussion and they're saying we should just kill this guy. He's, he's causing a lot of problems for us. And there's one Pharisee who says, no, let's not do that. What, what if he's from God? Then uh, we don't want to be fighting against God. <laughs> that guy is Nicodemus. And then at the very end of John, when they're uh, embalming Jesus' body, and Joseph of Arimathea takes Jesus' body to a cave that he owns, who's with him? with 40 kilos of myrrh and aloes, very expensive, probably on a donkey, wouldn't be able to carry that, Nicodemus. And somewhere along the line, he got it. He got born again. His spirit came alive. The wind of the Holy Spirit blew over him and his eyes opened and his ears opened. And he thought, this is, this is the one. And all of us need to have that same realisation that the, the whole central point of the Bible, the central story of the TripAdvisor is that Jesus is real and that we must be born again. And that, that, that we get born again by, simply by responding to that Holy Spirit who says, yeah, yeah, you, 
We keep saying yes, yes, yes. So let's close our eyes right now. And if you're a Christian, why don't you make a commitment that you're going to keep on asking. You're going to keep on seeking. You're going to keep on knocking for the rest of your life. You're going to keep on responding to that wind of the Holy Spirit. And if you're here today and you have not responded to the wind of the Holy Spirit, but you're in a place that you feel God has brought you to a place where you're asking, you're seeking, and you're knocking, is leading you to Jesus. Just a few verses after this conversation with Nicodemus, Jesus says these words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. Nicodemus said, yep, I believe that. If you want to say yes today, if you haven't said it before, or maybe you have said it and you've drifted off somewhere, run off somewhere, then why don't you say that prayer with us as we all say this prayer together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your great love. Thank you for sending Jesus. I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry for my selfishness. Sorry for ignoring you. Please forgive me. Thank you that Jesus has taken all my sin on the cross and made me right with God. And I accept your forgiveness in his name. And from this day forward, help me to follow the wind of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.